I'm so glad to be in church tonight. Planes have been flying overhead. Children have been screaming and jumping up and down and running everywhere. Cars have been bustling to and fro. Railroads have been tooting their horns. And big old semis and other trucks have been doing their air horns. But you know what? In spite of all of that, I'm glad to be in God's house to sing, to praise, to worship, to lift my heart with my hands, to magnify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. How many things we tolerate in a day. And I want to tell you, there's no toleration needed when I come to God's house. Everything is good. It's all good. It's all great. It's all wonderful. He's a great God. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Amen. You know, if you've... People that have complaints and little hang-ups and, you know, everybody, everything bothers them, you should go visit some cancer wards. You should go to some intensive care units. And you should see people that are terribly sick and have such tremendous challenges in their life. And it will make you glad, as the writer said, when they said, let's go to church. You, you'll be glad along with that group. You'll be happy that you're not in a hospital, that you're not in intensive care. Uh, we recently were told about a, a woman that we know of, and I believe we got her baptized in Jesus' name. We were part of helping with that. And uh, she's been diagnosed with three different types of cancer. You know, my God is a great God. And uh, I hope this woman will come to completely believe the truth, whether she gets healed or not. What really matters is the world to come. Everybody said amen. amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. If you have a Bible, I'm turning to the book of Psalms. Let's be thankful. Let's be grateful. Let's be appreciative. And uh, amen. What a wonderful God. I'm turning to Psalm 27. going to begin with verse 10 Psalm 27 and verse 10 when my father and my mother forsake me then the Lord will take me up teach me thy way O Lord and lead me in a path or in a plain path because of mine enemies deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. Verse 13, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And everybody said hallelujah. This uh, passage of verses has been a lot of comfort to me here recently. But I was very impressed this last little bit about verse 13 once again. 
I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, the Bible tells us, forgetting things that are past and beyond, behind, and pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. Pressing toward that mark, pressing toward that finish line, pressing toward that goal, pressing toward that first resurrection, pressing toward the goodness of the Lord. And everybody said, praise the Lord. You can be seated. I would like to tell you that because of the goodness of God, and last night I worked a little bit, and I said a little bit, uh, I took a whole lot more home with me than I left up there in Fort Myers because time wouldn't permit. And I believe that's in the Bible. And uh, But I uh, want to say that the goodness of the Lord is something that is there to encourage all of us, to help us, and to enable us, if you please, to can keep on keeping on. That for us, there's no stopping place, there's no ending place, there's no detour, there's no falling out, there's no turning around, there's no going to the right nor to the left, nor going back like the children of Ephraim. Now they had everything they needed, and I want you to know that God has given us everything that we have need of. When he filled us with the Holy Ghost, when we were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and all our sins were completely sent away and remembered no more, a total 100% forgiveness, that God gave us everything that we have need of. His goodness, as he said in one place, or his grace, his favor, many ways of saying this goodness, this well-being, this favor that it is sufficient. The Apostle Paul found himself constantly being buffeted by a messenger of Satan, like a, a buzzard flying overhead, like a, a noceum or a gnat or a mosquito, pesky, constantly just being around and making noise and upsetting or attempting to, to the point that he said that he got down to business and he didn't just pray about it one time, but he prayed about it three times. He said, thrice I besought the Lord that he would cause this to depart from me. I've read in the Bible and so have you where it said, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. He wanted, Paul wanted that this spirit, this messenger of Satan to be gone. He didn't want to be bothered with it anymore. But the Lord answered him and said, My grace is sufficient for thee. Focus on my goodness. Focus on my favor. Focus on my glory. 
Focus on the good things. Focus on the things that are right and correct. And as Paul also said, when many things were listed out, he said, none of these things move me. Oh, friend, to be immovable and to always be abounding in the work of the Lord. What a great thing it is to find steadfastness that you will not fall from the goodness and the grace of God, that you will not depart with an evil heart of unbelief, that you will not let a spirit come buzzing around and take away your, shall we say, equilibrium in the spirit and cause you to begin to teeter-totter off balance. But know, know ye that the Lord, he is God, and know that he is good. Know that he is righteous. Know that he is holy. Know that he is faithful. Know that he's going to be there day in and day out. That it is written of him, and he said it, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. What a great God we serve. What a good God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. This writer was inspired to say, I had fainted. Let's be too strong to faint. Let's be too full of God to faint. When you find yourself, shall we say, in a weak spell, then remember the Bible tells you to build up yourselves. There are some things you and I have to do by getting involved, by employing and using what all is at our disposal. There are many things in a computer that with know-how and knowledge, that leaves me out, I barely turn it on, but that you can access many things. I remember uh, Brother Cody Marks here in this pulpit, and he said that after uh, much in-depth search, and he said he didn't know what that meant for me, but for him it meant going on Google. And he got a little chuckle out of all of us on that. And uh, I guess he knew that I wasn't exactly in tune with Mr. Google. But uh, I tell him, you got your ways and I got my ways. I was asked one time, how do you find those things out? How do you derive that? And I said, I have my ways. I wasn't giving away that secret. Not just yet. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Give our God a big hand, will you? Amen. But this writer, he acknowledged it. He admitted it. He was, the Bible said he, he talked here about being delivered or being saved from the will of his enemies. He had enemies. You better know you've got enemies if you've got this truth. Don't, don't put your head in the sand. As it said in one place, I would not that you would be ignorant, brethren. Okay? Wake up. You have enemies. Okay? All right. So he's asking to be delivered from the will of his enemies. Oh, they want certain things to take place. It's amazing how that people are sub want to act like they love God and love the truth and lovey-dovey, but yet they're out to trip you up 
They're out to see bad things come your way, and they're even a part of that. But so blinded by spirits that they don't even realize just how far gone their thinking really is, just how far they have strayed from the Spirit of the Lord and the will of God. But this writer said, I want to be delivered from the uh, will of mine enemies and the false witnesses and that are risen up against me. Nobody ever wants to acknowledge that they're rising up against leadership, that they're rising up against truth, and that they're uh, involving themselves in tactics and words and attitudes that set them at variance to the great will and work of God. Nobody ever wants to admit that. Nobody wants to acknowledge uh, that there are moments and times when they're, when they're uh, in a weakened moment and they're teeter-tottering and they're uh, in need of some balancing. Uh, but as the writer went on to say here, he said, and such as breathe out cruelty. It makes you wonder sometimes how people can claim this love of God and yet be so cruel. You know, it can't come forth bitter and sweet from the same fountainhead. Okay? But the writer said, in the, in the, in the face of all of this, the reality of it all, no matter what people wouldn't claim and wouldn't acknowledge and wouldn't admit, wouldn't recognize, they just stay in the, in a, remember we often say that denial is not just a river in Egypt, and they just live in denial. Yet he went on to say, I had fainted. He acknowledged it. it. It was quite a blow. Quite a, they do claim, I believe history bears it out, that the man known as Houdini, who was world-renowned as an escape artist and a magician and things of that nature, that he, uh, he would let anybody punch him in the stomach. He had done so many sit-ups and forms of calisthenics to where his stomach muscles, somebody's, believe it or not, if you're going to stretch your faith, and, but Senior Sittenfeld was a witness that an, a most surprising event took place in our lives not too long ago, maybe a week or two ago. I won't say two weeks. And uh, uh, the person looked at me and said, look at you. Said, all nice and thin. You even got abs. I think that's funny. Well, I, I laughed, too. I was like, boy, I got you fooled, pal. <laughs> Those are actually just some rolls that haven't quite got flattened out yet. <laughs> but uh, anyway, anyway, uh, this writer said I had fainted. I had fainted. He, he acknowledged it. And uh, the reason I'm bringing that up is because Houdini, in being famous for allowing people to punch him in the stomach, it was a big old country corn-fed boy that stepped up. I don't know what lineman he was, offense or defense, but he was a big old corn-fed fella, probably right out of Kansas or somewhere. And uh, he, he said, hey, he said, I want to punch you in the stomach. And Houdini said, all right, that'll be fine. Well, about that time, somebody tapped Houdini on the back, and he turned. 
in the meantime, this kid wound up, and, and when he answered the person, and Houdini turned back, pow! That fist landed and caught him unawares, unexpected, and absolutely knocked the wind out of him. And um, eventually, they claimed that's what was his undoing, and he passed away. And I, I'm saying to you that we've got to be on guard here, church family. We, we cannot be ignorant, and it is written, we cannot be ignorant of Satan's devices, lest he would get an advantage of us. All right? I saw a very well-built, he did have abs and big muscles. And I watched somebody a whole lot slighter than him throw him clean across the room. And that's because the bigger guy lost his balance. His weight was, and his muscles were used against him. And we've got to, we've got to be careful lest Satan get an advantage of us. That he uses something meant for good in our life and uses that against us. And he will try all forms of trickery. That's why you're told to take unto you the whole armor of God. So that you could withstand, and I'm just putting it together, the, the uh, wiles or the tricks of the devil. We're not bragging on them. We're just telling you to be wary. We're telling you to be sharp. We're telling you to, to be on the front lines here. We're telling you that this writer said he had fainted. This slayer of Goliath, he said, I had fainted. I had fainted unless I had believed the world it comes down to and the church will come down to two groups. We'll forget the world for a minute. We'll just, they're where they're at. And uh, we know their final, final resting place, unfortunately. And that should help us to pray. But uh, the church, those that know truth, and shall we say somewhere between the inner, the church within the church, or the wheel within the wheel, somewhere between that and the outer wheel, we'll call it. That there are those that need to be wary. That we all need to walk softly. We all need to realize that we have an enemy. And this writer, this slayer of Goliath, he said, I had fainted. I had fainted unless I had believed. I'm telling you it's going to come down to the believer and the unbeliever. That's no great profound thing, but it is that we have to continually upgrade our believing. We've got to polish it. We've got to nurture it. We've got to be conscious of it. We've got to realize that they died in the wilderness. Their bleached bones were sticking up out of the sand all over the place because they wandered for 40 years because they didn't believe God. And because they didn't believe God, God said, all right, then you can have the option. Let your unbelief carry you away. And you put yourself in a position of being a wanderer. And you'll just die going in circles. You'll never really get that straight and narrow. 
and get on that path and see that goal and press towards it. I tell you, the writer said, I would have fainted. That muscular, coordinated, fearless slayer of the giant Goliath that they didn't sing about him thousands. They sang about him and attributed him ten thousands. That victory that God had given to David. And yet David said, I, I, had, I had fainted. Unless, the remedy, unless I had believed. Oh, let us believe God tonight. Don't put yourself, don't allow yourself to be placed in the camp of the unbeliever. You believe God. You know God can do it. Is there anything too hard for our God? Come on now. You can't think of anything too hard. Einstein couldn't have come up with anything too hard. Gates and Jobs and the rest of the think tanks could not come up with anything too hard for our God. And nobody should know that better than his church. Amen. How blessed we are. How great he is. The goodness. And that's what is said. Unless I had believed to see. To see the goodness of the Lord. I've seen people take a very bad spirit. And I'll. Put a label to that spirit for you. It's a show you I can spirit. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're just out there fighting. They're out there resisting. They're out there trying every trick in the book, and then some. Some that aren't in the book. Yeah. All fueled by a fight. It's all fueled by a show you I can. I want to tell you something. I serve a God. He can show you. He can too. And the writer said, unless I had believed to see, whew, to see the goodness of the Lord. Man, you know, they took stones. Big old rocks. Shouldn't even say stones because you say they stoned them. But they actually had rocks. They didn't have little pebbles here, okay, or little little crystallized sand. Actually had one crazy idiot woman that came up to my wife and I with a handful of gravel and tried to tell us that that was kidney stones that she had passed. Do you know anything about kidney stones? <laughs> a kidney stone that is so small that you can hardly see it will put you on your back because it's like having to go through a hole that is so much smaller in your kidney. That the pain is, my pastor prayed to die when he had kidney stones. Oh, yeah. And I remember, I remember coming from prayer. I was so excited. I was so happy. And I went, and I'm, I was so just a kid in the Lord. And, I, and he'd been in the bed probably for two weeks. And I came over, and I'm pounding on the door. Sister Dunn came to the door. I said, Sister Dunn, can I see Brother Dunn? She said, no. I said, okay. I said, just tell him. 
that he's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. And do you know that he lived to see, and I did too, the goodness of the Lord? Can I tell you that he prayed to die? Oh, yeah. But, friend, when the goodness of God shows up, whoo, am I glad that I didn't faint? Am I glad that God gave me strength? Am I glad that I hung in there and God said, let me show you, I can and I will. Amen and amen and amen. You can remain standing. He said, man, I'd have fainted. I'd have fallen out. I'd have, I'd have just turned back. I'd have quit. I'd have given it. I'd have thrown in the towel. <laughs> and I told you, my pastor prayed to die. And he was a tough man. He, he rolled and he prayed to die. Told that himself. And then God showed up. The goodness of God appeared. Whew, brother. Oh, man. No wonder there ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party, huh? Because when you get healed from whatever you got wrong with you, friend, you want a party. Oh, yes. You know, I drove myself to the emergency room. I'd never had a, a lick of, of any kind of medicine in all my years in the church. But I, I didn't even tell my wife. I tried to nurse it. My throat's closed up. I couldn't swallow my own spit. It was excruciating pain. And I tried, tried for three days. And couldn't, couldn't, none of my little remedies were working. And, uh. So around 1 or 2 in the morning, I just got up and got in the car, and I left. <laughs> and she called me. She said, where are you going? I said, I'm trying to talk. I can't talk, right? I'm going to the hospital. So, you know, I got to the emergency room at Palms West, and uh, you know how fast they are. And I'm sitting in the, in the waiting room. Of course I was. And uh, that's what you do when you go to the emergency room. And so somebody in the name of some kind of administrative staff came out with a Q-tip about that long. Said, open your mouth. Boop! Stuck that thing in the back, just right into my throat on the inside. And uh, I'm already in enough pain. I didn't need that. I didn't think I did. Then I had to go sit down and fill out paperwork. Then I had to go back out and sit down and wait. They finally came and got me. They brought me that little cubicle back there in the, the back, and I'm sitting there. And uh, they come in and they put a port in my in my arm or in the back of my hand. And uh, that port was supposed to, uh, I guess, be able to put some liquid in my system. Evidently, it was a steroid. And uh, I was waiting for muscles to pop out everything. And, uh, but obviously, the idea of that is to reduce swelling. And uh, I remember the doctor came in. His pants started at his neck. And uh, he comes and squares around in front of me, and he looks at me, and he says, just why are you out here at 4 o'clock in the morning anyway? took all not to jack him right then. Oh, friend. And I said, because I can't swallow. He turned back around. He's looking at some screen on the computer. And the nurse comes in, and she gives me two of the tiniest little pills. 
And that's the first time I'd had anything since I'd been in the church. Evidently, they were the world's smallest um, antibiotic pills. Because, I mean, they were small, tiny. And uh, gave me some Gatorade. So I forced it down. And, and uh, do you know after a while, all of a sudden, my throat opened up. And, yeah, I felt great. And it was almost 5 o'clock in the morning. I'd been there for three or four hours. And I want you to know. They said, hey, we just want you to know uh, nothing wrong with you. You're, it's not what a virus or I think she said it's not a virus. And I, I, uh, I said, okay. And she, she said, you, you can go now. And I said, yeah, okay. And I looked at the person that had followed me over and was sat there. And I said, I'm hungry. You want to go to Denny's? And so at 5 in the morning, man, I headed over to Denny's. I had eggs and pancakes, and I was happy because the goodness of God <laughs> had gotten there, man. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, Lord. Oh, brother. And I'm not, I could tell you a few other times, but only a few because I have only been sick a few times in my 45 years in the church. Uh, but, but those times when I was and God healed me, friend, it's a great thing. I'm telling you. And when you're under the gun and you're under the load and the devil's come to push you around, you just remember, I'm going to hang in here until I see the goodness of the Lord. Because I'm telling you, he's coming. I'm telling you, my God's coming. And friend, he knows how to slap the snot out of the devil. He knows how to put him on the run. Amen. My God. His grace. Oh, yes. But just remember, he said, wait on me. Wait on me. Don't you take things into your own hands. Mm -hmm. Somebody cursing you, bless them. Oh, God. I read that today. And I said, Boy, am I failing. <laughs> okay, Lord. I'm going I'm to talk to you about that one. I'm going to try to do better. How do I do that and not be a hypocrite, though? You know what I mean? Bless them, Lord. And I'm going to Beat the dog out of him, God. I want you to roll up like a piece of paper. Throw him in the canal. <laughs> I admit it. <laughs> I admit it. Amen. I, I'm, I'm, I got to get victory like the disciples. You know, I know you're standing. I am too. I'm going to let you go. But um, like the disciples, you know, they, they were feeling their oats that day. You want us to call fire down from heaven like Elisha in the Old Testament? Now, what you think they were thinking about, huh? Raining meteors and fiery darts and, you know, I'm thinking they would think about those Egyptian plagues, especially that part about the boils. My wife's favorite is emeralds and secret places. She's like, get them, God. <laughs> well, hallelujah. I'll tell you what, in those frustrating moments, Jesus is telling us, remember what spirit you're of. Remember who you are. Don't lose faith. You're a son and you're a daughter of God. You're in the church. Your God is almighty. Amen. He's almighty. So you just go ahead and bless them to curse you. And you pray for them to despitefully use you. Because you know what? They're in the midst of darkness. And they're being deceived. And you're not. You're not. So rejoice. Didn't it say that? Rejoice and be exceeding glad. 
for so persecuted, there was some persecution going on. He called it cruelty, you know. Oh, yeah. And many other such like things, slander, all kinds of things. He said, but you rejoice. Come to church, and when we sing, you know, uh, lift up my hands, lift them up. And when he says leap for joy, you ever see Brother Kennedy leap for joy? I've been, I've been with Brother Kennedy, you know, a long time. And uh, if you ever watch him get excited, he jumps and he sticks that head up and he, he quivers like a, a, a porpoise coming out of the water. It's awesome. I remember the night that he got a piece of steel in his eye and the Holy Ghost said, walk around the church. And he did, and God healed him just like that. Yeah, a piece of steel. Oh, yeah, I had a guy come to me in this town, and he's a block mason. He goes to some church that don't believe nothing as far as the power of God. They don't believe it. They'll tell you that. They tell you that their services are funerals. That's why their congregations are non-existent pretty much, dried up and gone. I mean, who wants to go to a funeral? Right? But that's what they tell you. And so he told me, he said that he got something in his eye, this guy. He was right up pokey. At least he did. And he's been a very uh, block mason, any kind of stonework, and very, very good at it. And uh, he told me, he said, preacher, he said, I've got to go to the doctor today. He said, i got something in my eye. And I said, well, I said, I'll pray for you. He said, oh, no, you ain't doing that to me. And I said, good, go to the doctor with your old eye. That's just what I told him. <laughs> you don't want what God can do for you? Then you just go on over there to Mr. Eye Doctor. Hopefully he'll pull it right out and give you a good washing and pop it back in for you. <laughs> but I serve that God that can do it, friend. Yes, I do. Amen. 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 Thank God and thank God and thank God. Hallelujah. Everybody said praise the Lord. I'm thanking my God tonight. So David said he was about to have a fainting spell. And he said, except that I went ahead and decided it was better just go ahead and Believe God. <laughs> it's so much better to just believe God. It's so much better. And I tell you what, when you believe him, you know, I told you, uh, I, we had something happen about two weeks ago, and, and, I, and I, I told her, my wife calls them hugs from heaven. That's what my wife calls it. And she vows and declares that God has a real sense of humor, the things that he does. And, um, but, I told her, I said, you know, I kind of feel like God did what he did because he's like saying, see what I can do? See what I can do? <laughs> I'm telling you, he's a great God. He'll put a smile on your face. He'll put a spring in your step. Amen. He'll even help you to dance a little bit. We do still dance in the spirit around here. Amen. Amen. Give God a big hand. Come on now. Holy God. Great God. Mighty God. Thank you, Lord. All right. And uh, we will get ready to go to the lobby for Chef, not Boyardee, but Bacara. And uh, I think they've got curry sausage. That sounds so much like Brother Donnie. And uh, some chip and drink for $5, and you're helping the building program, and it's much appreciated. I love when people, that they do things.